Welcome friends, I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for January 15, 2024. Today's New Testament lesson is from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through chapter 7, verse 1. The idea of spiritual separation. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. New International Version. There are entire Protestant denominations built upon verses such as today's. They take the admonition to be separate as a cornerstone value. Ever since the Reformation, various Christian groups have struggled to maintain their witness in the world through essentially having nothing to do with the world whatsoever. The dogma of separation inevitably leads to defining precisely what is worldly and what is not. This is where the idea of creating lists of what's not acceptable come from. Each group or denomination has its own teaching about how to identify oneself as a Christian and what sorts of behaviors communicate one isn't a Christian. And the lists often vary quite a bit. The Puritans had detailed lists and laws of what must be done and not done in order to remain in the community and be pure without spiritually contaminating oneself. For example, here are just a few of the many puritanical laws in Massachusetts in the 1600s. Sunday was a holy day. Trade and business were not allowed. No other public meetings could be held except church services. No travel, except for walking to and from church and for emergencies. No entertainment. Church attendance was required. If a person missed church, they had to go to court on Monday and pay a fine. All the other days were holy, too. Immodest and ostentatious clothes were illegal. Long hair for men was illegal. Smoking was illegal in the street. Courting a girl without her parents' consent was illegal. Kissing in public was illegal. The following behaviors were illegal. Using bad words, drinking too much alcohol, laziness, gluttony, fighting, poorly made products, having a bad attitude, and gossip. Any violation in Puritan thought put the entire community at risk of raising the ire of God, who may punish them with various natural disasters. With all of these laws and lists, there was no opportunity for anyone to ever 
marry an unbeliever or be in business with a non-Christian, simply because it was illegal to be anything but a Christian. None of this is meant to pick on the Puritans. It's commendable that a group of people would want to be holy in all that they do and say. Yet attempting to legislate every facet of another's life isn't so admirable, especially against their own Christian convictions. Because the reality of it all is that in such systems, the few who are usually old white guys make the laws and decisions for everyone else, whether everyone likes it or not. And worse, the old guys would couch their laws in the pious language of maintaining the common good of all persons, which, when translated, means themselves. That sort of practice is still done today in every system and every institution. The few call the shots for everyone else. And yes, even in a stated democracy like the United States of America, so if that isn't what the Apostle Paul was getting at with the Corinthian church, what then did he mean when he talked of separating from unbelievers, not being contaminated, and maintaining purity amongst the community? Paul was speaking about the reality that the Corinthians, who had been ardent pagan worshippers before their conversion to Christianity, were still making significant accommodations to their surrounding pagan environment. Like a pair of ox yoked together, it just didn't work. The two were greatly mismatched. They would not be able to go anywhere or get anything done. In a series of rhetorical questions, Paul sought to illustrate the incompatibility of being a spiritual square peg trying to fit into a round hole. To be holy means to be set apart for the specific purpose of and devotion to God. Rather than making holiness be the avoidance of dancing, drinking, playing cards, and dressing up, holiness and purity is to be characterized by righteous humility and gentleness, warm and compelling light, peace and peacemaking, like Christ did, love for fellow believers, and commitment to Christian community. Put another way, avoiding spiritual contamination means to work on separating from sinful pride, giving in to the shadows and the darkness of one's heart, fostering arguments and division, and being unmerciful. If the Apostle were to write to us today on this topic of separation, what would he say to us? Maybe his rhetorical questions would be something like this. What are you doing, failing to make a distinction between good and bad, right and wrong? How can you partner up with people who have ethics which are opposed to Christ? Can the light of justice ever be best friends with unjust darkness? Do Jesus and Satan ever have a midnight stroll holding hands with each other? Would anyone ever set up a worship altar to the wealthy or powerful in a church building? Paul may argue, even today, that we contaminate ourselves in rather creative ways by employing illegitimate means to try and accomplish a legitimate need. The truth is that anything that hinders us from doing God's will, anyone who draws us away from a good relationship with Jesus, 
and whatever causes us to put the Christian life on the back burner of life needs to be jettisoned. It will make us impure, ineffective, and eventually bite us in the backside. We can always look at other groups of people whom we believe did not get things quite right. Yet we really must deal with ourselves in this moment and for this time. Comparative holiness will get us nowhere, except maybe hell. Instead, let us contend with God and God's people in ways that are redemptive, life-giving, and helpful for us and for our salvation. O Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may love you completely and rightly magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.